Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football World Cup betting podcast. Uh, and I, I'm joined by the high-flying Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Red hot, Peter. Red hot. What's this? Six winners from eight games well, plus it, seven points, something it, points. I yeah, I think I, th- I think it's ridiculous to be quite honest. I'm with drowning you. in money here. That I just save, yeah yeah I can't I I just can't believe it to be quite honest. I mean uh, you know I've never seen a sort of start like this year. What's it? Just under eight point seven and a half points of eight games. Keep going. All you can yeah. do, Peter, is keep going, keep going. I mean, you're doing all right. I mean, you, you're talking yourself down. Otherwise, in one point four five, I think you are, and it's like yeah. that's a good return of eight backs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a yes. I mean, I I I was a bit slightly disappointed with um, the uh, France uh, Australia you know game yesterday. I mean, Australia plus you know. Um, uh, sorry, plus uh, one and three quarter goals. But obviously, I, I knew as soon as they scored that early goal, I thought, here we go. That that that's that's put a kibosh on this. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it certainly opened the game up. Didn't well, it? I mean, for your I, both teams to score, nothing could have it couldn't have been better, could it? Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was down watching Lincoln win on penalties against Morecambe. We won't talk about your results, <laughs> Chelsea. Um, so I didn't see any of the game. I was trying to listen to it. I, I went with the good intentions of listening to the game, but you know what it's like when you get to a game, you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't soak up the the well the limited atmosphere there was. But uh, interesting start. And some were saying uh, the first major shock of the tournament yesterday. Yeah, well, that was a great game. I thought. I thought Saudi definitely deserved to win. Now the second half performance was outstanding. But I mean, I couldn't. I, I was getting the feeling though, with that extra time added on the injury time, I thought this referee wants an equaliser here. I, I thought he was doing everything he could to, uh, you know. Yeah, well, let, let's not talk about any sort of VAR or referee sort of leanings. But for me, it wasn't the uh, first major shock of the tournament, Peter, because I thought Morgan Freeman was already dead and it nearly gave me a heart attack on Sunday afternoon when he came out during the uh, World Cup ceremony. I thought, crikey, Qatar have pulled everything out of the bag here for this and wheeled out a dead man. But yes, I think I got him mixed up with somebody else. But apparently, I say, I didn't see huge amounts of the Saudi game, but I heard they took the chances. They played a really high line. They, they rode their luck a bit. And I think that's what some of the smaller nations have to do when they play the bigger teams. They can't necessarily just sit in all game. They do need to press and take some chances. And it paid off for them. And I did love the video of uh, the Saudi fans with Freed from Desire that's going around on Twitter with them bouncing around, waving everything. Brilliant. Great season. I think it's really good for the World Cup as a whole, that result. Yes, Yes, that I, I think you you need a, a, a you need a game to sort of kickstart you, and that is definitely the game, isn't it? Yeah, bloody lost cost me my bet, but never mind. I can't complain. Six out of eight, Peter. Right, let's get on then with um, well, it was recording this. This is obviously Wednesday morning. These are Thursday's matches, and starting with Switzerland, Cameroon, Switzerland. Um, you know, you're, the, the the Nations League matches. They're they're in some reasonable form. They they they've they've won their last three Nation League games, beating Portugal at home, Spain away, and uh, Czech Republic at home. So it's good form. Warm up friendly for this loss two nil uh, uh, against Ghana. Cameroon coming into this game. Well, they 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 they're just playing. They're just uh, you know African nations. Friendlies 
against uh, South Korea, Uzbekistan. And they, these are games that they've lost as well. Recently, they've had two home games at home to Jamaica and Panama and both draws. That is a concern to me. Um, however, my ratings are suggesting their value plus three quarters of a goal. And that's the one I'm going to go for. But again, this is this is not really a, a you know, a strong bet. But I, th- I think they could make it tight, though. Tell you, Uzbekistan get around? Who we talking about them yet? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> One yeah. of the other games, they played some warm up friendlies. Not quite sure what Uzbekistan are warming up for, but uh, I mean, the goal line here opened two, but it's trended up to two and a quarter, and that's interesting to me because this game is kicking off at one pm local time, so you'd expect it plays into the African side's hands. And I see Cameroon as usual being physical and combative, meaning this is going to be a tough out for the Swiss team. The one concerning factor for me is that Cameroon have conceded in seven of the last eight games. I'd kind of like to want to see a little bit more of a more resolute backline for the Cameroon side if I'm if I'm going to dive in hugely on the unders here. Now I don't know how much we can read into Ghana's two 0 victory over Switzerland in that warm up game last week. Looking around at some of the warm up games that have been played, very mix and match. Not. A, a lot of players playing huge amounts of game time. It's all about acclimatisation. I was initially, Pete, tempted with the under one and a half goals at two to one with Bet365. But I just sense with that sort of Cameroonian leaky backline, I'm going to take that little bit of insurance here and taking the under two and a quarter goals, which is the prevailing goal market line at the moment, just to give us a little bit of more protection if there are, in fact, two goals in this game. So that's my selection here. Under two and a quarter goals. Uh, next up, Uruguay versus South Korea. Uruguay have a, a little bit of a funny side, really. They, you know, during the qualifying, they went through that spell where they they didn't win for five games, and uh, you know they lost four on the bounce. Then all of a sudden, you know they win they win four to to, to qualify in comfort. And uh, recently, they've the only sort of blip they've really had is it is a a, a one nil defeat to Iran. Um, from by all accounts, they're coming into this game, you know, on a more attacking uh, format, and um, you know they're coming up against the South Korea side. Who, well, you know, they all I can say is that again they've been playing average size. They drew against Costa Rica, beat Cameroon one nil, beat Iceland one nil. The, the Iceland win is is reasonable. Their ratings, you know, suggesting there's value is in the overs. I, I, you can back. Uh, over two and a quarter goals at two point one one, but I, I would I would probably go with the two goal line at, at one point seven nine. Well, that plays into my bet in this game, Pete, which is a yes on both teams to score at six to five. It's widely available across a number of books, and the Uruguayans have kept six clean sheets in the last seven international outings, but. They have morphed from, you know, they're not like the good old days of the historical, physical South American unit that just kicks everything that moves and tries to win a game 1-0. And here, they're playing the South Korea side who have gone 6-2-1 and one in the last nine internationals. They're no pushovers. And in Hong Min Son from Tottenham, they've got one of the best strikers in the tournament. On his day, he can create and take his own opportunities. So he doesn't necessarily always need, you know, intricate link-up play with his fellow sort of strikers. And, you know, he's coming off recent surgery. Probably going to wear a mask for this game. Um, I think he's going back a couple of years to the COVID times, but I'm sure it's a slightly different mask. And 
I think this could be a bit more of an open game than the bookmakers think. The prevailing market goal line is two and a quarter, but I'm going to take the yes on both teams to score at six to five AP. I think this could be a, a sneakily entertaining game, actually. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it could. I, in fact, I think all of these games in this group could be. Well, next, we've got Portugal against Ghana. Portugal, they, they see, it seems to be all or nothing. I, I'm, and I'm talking about these, really, these glorified friendlies. I mean, obviously, they, they, they were lucky in the World Cup that they, you know, they, they didn't get past Serbia. And they won the qualifier against Turkey. And then they, luckily, they placed, you know, faced North Macedonia, who'd, who'd knocked out Italy. But, you know, since then, they've beaten Switzerland 4-0. Um, at home, Czech Republic four nil away, uh, Nigeria four nil at home, and but they have had losses um, away at Switzerland and uh, home to Spain. So it's sort of like an all or nothing here. Ghana again, as as these African sides do, not playing anybody of real note. They lost to Brazil in a friendly three nil, but they did beat Switzerland two nil in a recent friendly. I mean, taking that what you will, and obviously you know they're quite obviously a strong African nation. Um, Portugal for myself, I'm a sort of, you know, the, 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 the team after England, I want to win this. and uh, But I don't fancy them to, you know, I, I, my rate is suggesting Ghana plus one and a quarter here, and that's what I'm going to go with. But I think the thing with Portugal, I think it, it could be all or nothing. They could run out comfortable winners, or it could be a tight game. Is that because you're almost a Portuguese resident with your second <laughs> Well, Well, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I, I, was, I was working this out the other day. I, I spend one in 10 days in on Portuguese soil. So, <laughs> so yeah. Have <laughs> you got your Portuguese flag in the window? <laughs> it's a change in it. Different days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the thing for me here is, and you talk about the inconsistency, and are Portugal good enough to be over half a goal favourite against, oh, sorry, over a full goal favourite against anyone? And I'm not convinced they are. There could be a little bit of discord in the camp now, whether Ronaldo's sort of issues that he's ironed out, it seems, at Man United are going to sort of fade into the background. Who knows? And and you alluded to that all or nothing. And no one both teams to score is actually on a 6-0 and run when Portugal take the field in recent games. Four Portuguese wins, two defeats. So if they score, they win. If they don't, they lose. And the concern, in fact, though, if you're looking at back in Ghana here, is that prior to wins over Nicaragua, that great footballing nation, <laughs> and Switzerland in that recent game in Abu Dhabi, Ghana had only won one in the previous 12 internationals. Now, I don't want to back Portugal here, Pete, but I think I'm going to have to try and find an angle to do so because Ghana should be opposed, in my opinion, due to the horrific recent form. You know, a win over Nicaragua and a warm-up kickabout victory against the Swiss, in my book, shouldn't be counted. Now, if Portugal don't start well, then it may be really hard for them to, you know, get into the game and take it by the scruff of the neck in the second half. So the way I'm going to play this, Pete, I'm going to play the half-time, full-time, Portugal-Portugal result. You can back that at 23-20 to 20 with Coral spread X. And that is, if Portugal start well, they should take the lead they should go on to win the game. If they don't, they're probably not going to find a way to, to battle these tough physical Ghanaians down in the second half. So, yeah, I'm taking Portugal half-time, full-time at 23-20. to 20. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it, I wonder what they... You know, like I said, I think the, the problem that Portugal will have is similar to Manchester United in the fact that, 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 that Portugal will play Ronaldo, I would say. But, you know, again... 
critics or writers are saying that that the Portuguese side it, it could be better without him. Uh, it, it's a difficult one. It is a very I wouldn't want to be the Portugal manager. No, I mean it's very difficult to leave out a man who's scored about seven hundred international goals or whatever. Is actually I think it's about one hundred and nineteen international goals, isn't it? I mean. You can do that if you know you're going to win. But if you leave a man out who's scored over 100 international goals and you don't win and you're in a tough group and you don't qualify, well, you've lost your job, haven't you? Yes, it's a, it's a very difficult. It's a, it's a very very difficult one. I mean, I I, I don't know what. That, I, I mean, I, against Nigeria they didn't play and they they looked very good in in truth. Yeah, I mean, there's more leeway probably in international football to to play in because of the pace of the game. The fact it's in a warm country, you know, the game goes in fits and starts rather than at Premier League level. But yeah, there's, you know, there is talk from within the Portuguese camp and even some of the media out there that they're a better side without him in it. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Right. Then we've got the evening game. Good looking game, this actually. Um, Brazil versus Serbia. Serbia have been in some great form. Uh, recent friendly, they beat Bahrain 5-1. Beat Norway in the uh, in the Nations League away 2-0. Uh, beat Sweden 4-1 in the Nations League again. And, and, and in Sweden, they beat them 1-0. They're, they're in some really good form. I mean, you, you go back. Uh, they have lost um, at home to Norway and away at Denmark. But, uh, but previous to this, you know, they, they picked Portugal for qualification. You know, they're in some really good form. Coming up against the Brazilian side, well, Brazil are Brazil, obviously. Um, you know, recent games, they've beaten Ghana and Tunisia 5-1. That's not a bad victory, though, is it, for Brazil? 5-1 against Tunisia. Tunisia looked reasonable yesterday against uh, Denmark. But, uh, you know, Brazil minus one goal. Uh, my ratings are suggesting, obviously, that is good value because, you know, obviously, the, you know, you, they're looking at, the ratings obviously looking at tournaments and whatever, and that's going to be a bet for me. Brazil minus one goal at one point eight four, and that is a bet as well. That is one of my favoured bets as well. It's interesting to me, Pete, that Brazil are the tournament favourites, yet they only opened minus one. They trended to minus one and a quarter for this game, and then people have backed Serbia, and it's back to minus one. There is quite a bit of market support for Serbia here at this price point of minus one. Now, Brazil have scored three or more goals in six of their last seven games. So, if we get into a shootout, I'm not convinced Serbia can keep up. Now, in the 2018 World Cup, Brazil drew their opening game one all with Switzerland. But prior to that, they'd won each of their previous 17 opening World Cup group games. They start tournaments on fire normally, Brazil. Now, we know Serbia have come into this tournament in the midst of a great run. And they are good results. That win over Norway, two victories over Sweden. But to me, this game is all about Brazil. How do Brazil play? How do Brazil start? And I think they'll start well. But with Serbia coming into this game in great form, they'll fancy themselves, you know, in the rest of the group. They won't fear Switzerland or Cameroon. I think this will be, as usual with Brazil, a relatively open game. And I'm going to take them over two and a half goals, Pete, at 1.75 with Betway, Betfair Sportsbook. I think this will be an open game, as we, as we tend to see with the Brazilians. And I'm going to take them to be three or more goals. Uh, interesting that. I, 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 let, let me just uh, rewind a bit. I, I think Brazil, if they win this group, they could, there's a good possibility they'll avoid Argentina 
in that side of that group. That makes their side of the group, I think, a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to go for this Brazil. Obviously, Serbia, I think, are going to be their, their, their main, you know, rivals here. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and we, we rarely see Brazil, I say, not going for it or backing down. But there's going to be definitely no caution showed, I don't think, by Brazil. They will back themselves against the other two nations to win if needed. I think they'll want to win all three group games and they score goals. We've what, seen in recent times they've scored three or more goals in six of the last seven games. What's your thoughts on Argentina now that they could they could, uh, they could, could possibly finish second in the group? Um, I, I, I genuinely think, Pete, once you get to the last 16, yes, you, you can sort of try and plot your route a little bit you're going to end up playing decent teams. Now, I know finishing second in your group, if that's in fact where they finish, isn't ideal. But No, but that means that they play for, probably play France in the, in the next round. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it gets harder all the way through. And then they play possibly England. So that's going to be that's going to be an interesting. And to be quite honest, you wouldn't. Well, I mean, from what I saw yesterday, you wouldn't be worried about facing Argentina, would you? Although you know, obviously France looked reasonably good. <laughs> no, but but what I'd say is, you know, the way that group shaping up, it wouldn't surprise me if Argentina still ended up winning it. No, it is. It, it, yes, yes, you're quite right. It, it's it's as well interesting, isn't it? That you know, like you say, these teams they don't seem to care, do they? Southgate's been very lucky in the last two tournaments that the tournament has opened up for him, hasn't it? You know, they've yeah. been they they've had a especially in that last World Cup. You know, their their run to the to Croatia in the semi final was was ridiculously easy. You know, obviously it's a, a slightly harder in the Euros, but still, you know, the the draw was favourable to them this time. You know, it, it doesn't look as though it's going to be as favourable. But and you can you can only play who who the competition puts in front of you, though. So you can't worry too much about who you get to play as long as you get your job done. And I'm sure that's what all the coaches are emphasising. Don't worry too much further down the line. We'll approach that when it comes to it. We just need to win our um, our games. But it'll be interesting to see the, the tactics in that Argentinian, Argentinian group. Now, how Mexico and Poland um, play it moving yes. forward. Yes, yes. You know who I can't even remember who plays Argentina next. What do you do? Do yes, you? I think do it's you Mexico. Play out a draw. Do, do the Mexicans think? Do you know what? We'll just play a draw out here, and then we'll try and beat Saudi Arabia. But all of a sudden, that Saudi Arabia game doesn't look as easy. no, no. It's it's it, very interesting. That is now a very interesting group, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just looking now. Argentina are seven to four to win the group. They're still the group favourites. Wow. And Saudi four to one, Poland four to one, and actually Mexico. It's interesting if you look at Group C, the two teams who are third and fourth in it are the two favourites. Yes, yes, it, it, it's interesting that I, I, I think that, like I said, the tournament now I think is is definitely sort of you know what anything you've seen in the first round of games so far or not really. Just impressed with England, to be honest. Really, yeah, really impressed in in a tournament that has been relatively low scoring, where you find in big teams struggling to break down the so-called minnows. I mean, Netherlands took a long time to score against Senegal. Not that the Senegal are mini side of minnows, but England absolutely dispatched Iran. Yes. And I know we conceded 
a couple of sloppy goals, one VAR, one probably because Harry Maguire couldn't see straight. But they scored six times and they opened them up at will at times. And I, I don't think we can underestimate how good England performed. Now, it'll be interesting to see how they play, obviously, on Friday night. And we'll come to that in tomorrow's podcast. But, yeah, very impressed with England, Pete. Right, let's just uh, go through these selections then. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Cameroon plus three quarters at 1.94. Uh, over two goals in the Uruguay South Korea game at 1.79. Uh, Ghana plus one and a quarter at 1.95, and Brazil minus one at 1.84. And that is a bet. The Brazil one is a is a one of my recommend big recommendations. Oh, one of your big recommendations. Pete, yeah, load up, folks. So <laughs> I've not. I, I, do you know what? I've got to the point now, Pete, where I'm doing so well not putting anything forward as a major <laughs> selection. I'm a little bit shy to. So. <laughs> yeah. Switzerland, Cameroon. I'm going to take the prevailing market goal line of two and a quarter, and I'm going to take the under on that. That can be backed around the 1.92 level. In the 1 p.m. game, I'm going to take yes on both teams to score at six to five in Uruguay against South Korea. Oh, we next going to scroll up and down here. The four o'clock game, Portugal against Ghana. I'm going to take a little bit of a go out on a limb here and suggest Portugal half time, full time, with uh, the Portuguese getting off to a strong start and maintaining it. That can be back to 23 to 20. That's with Coral and Spreadex. And then the final game, the marquee game. Why do Brazil always play at seven o'clock? Is it because of the TV ratings, do you think? I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, never putting them on at ten in the morning, are they? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna happy to side with the over two and a half goals at one point seven five with Betway and Betfair in the Brazil Serbia game. Right, we shall be back um tomorrow. Um and uh good luck everybody with this round of predictions. Best of luck, everybody.